0: My name is Cole McGee. I am the youth pastor at Redemption Church in Olathe, Kansas. We are uh, in the middle of a quarantine. We're not able to hang out in groups larger than than 10. This makes youth ministry rather difficult. I mean, heck, this makes relationships kind of difficult. So we've been doing this thing uh, called a podcast, and this podcast is one where we uh, get together and talk and uh, talk about some nonsense, especially on this show, which is called The Ordinary Show. Uh, I have three, well, two brand new students with us, one returnee, uh, and they are all uh, ready to go. I think we've, I think we've got all of our, I think we've got ourselves organized. In fact, I would say definitively, this podcast has been the least amount of audio issues or connection issues I've had yet. Like you three, you three just jumped on and ready to go. So that's that's actually fantastic. Uh, it is like sixty degrees outside. My house was teepeed last night, and uh, from the looks of things, it looks like it just stormed like crazy, which is weird. Uh, so, yeah, you know, th- all that's going on. I want to introduce you to our three guests. Uh, we're going to use first names only, and then I want to ask you a simple question. Uh, if, what is one thing that you want to do this summer? What's one thing that, you, that you're looking forward to for the summer? Uh, let's start with our returnee, who was on the very first Ordinary Show podcast.
1: Jacob, what's up? Howdy. Okay, so it's what do I want to do this summer?
0: Absolutely, I'm drinking iced coffee right now. Sorry for the noise.
1: Yeah, I can hear that. Um, I, uh, man, I just want to enjoy this summer because this is gonna be my last summer before I get a full time job. So I just want to like kick back and just kind of do my thing.
0: I love it. I love how I love how students when they talk about their last summer before they like, quote, become an adult or get a full-time job, they always sound like they're dying. It's like a kind of death. And they're like, I just want to do one more thing before you know I die. That's exactly <laughs> how feel, it feels. I always feel bad about it because it's like, actually, dude, there's nothing better than like free time and a paycheck. I'm just saying. <laughs> gripping, gripping. Okay. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> Ethan. Ethan, uh, what is something you want to do this summer and, uh, you know, introduce yourself? Uh,
2: Hi, my name is Ethan, and I don't know, you know, something this summer, especially if things start to loosen up, as I hope they do, uh, I really want to go to Youth Rent, um, camp out in uh, the middle of nowhere in Kansas, and uh, teen staff there for a few weeks. I should have done it last year, but I waited way too late. But I think this time around, I really want to capitalize on a really fun opportunity to be with some friends from like church and just meet some new people. If you know what I mean.
0: I absolutely do know what you mean. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, Youth Front, uh, Youthfront is happening. It's it's happening this summer. So like, I think yes. that I don't know how they're gonna do it, but that that is a thing that's gonna be happening. Uh, let's go to uh, Tristan. Tristan, introduce yourself, and what is something you want to do? You are wanting to do this summer. All
3: right. Uh, so my name is Tristan, um, and I am kind of. I guess I could consider myself like an adrenaline junkie, sort of. Like I love just being constantly stimulated by something, and so um, I really want to. Like recently. Um, I found. I that's, that's, yeah.
0: like, that's Tristan. That I just want to say that's like, if you just lead with that and you just own it, it's incredible. It's, it's <laughs> true. It's
3: great. It's awesome. um, and so just recently, I found at Aletha Lake a couple, like kind of small, like cliff jumping spots, but I want to do like twice the size. And so I want to find some lake somewhere that has like huge cliff jumping spots, do that. And then also, I am seriously considering switching from doing club soccer to doing club track. And so I'm considering maybe doing a summer season. So yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. I would recommend Table Rock Lake. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So uh, the Table Rock Lake is the lake, the cliff that I was on for about two hours because I I was so high I got scared I couldn't jump. And then I had to climb down and everyone made fun of me. Yeah, including the children (laughs) were jumping off the cliff. I couldn't do it. (laughs) Uh (laughs) yeah, I love Uh, (laughs) that. Oh no, it (laughs) was it was actually horrific. I was up there for two hours. There was probably six boats. They're all staring at me. This like mother of three was calling me a wuss, just screaming at me.
1: Oh Oh my god, I just froze. I
0: couldn't. Have you ever just like there's no rational reason. You just I just froze. I couldn't do it. I don't know. It was weird. And then I I climbed down literally maybe. Ten feet, and then just jump right off. And there's literally no difference, except for like ten feet's not that much. But yeah. for some reason in my head, it just felt so high I couldn't do it. Anyways, whatever. That's 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 nonsense. All right, let's get to the uh, confessional part of the show. This is the uh, the the second half or the the middle part of the show where we share uh, a way we're doing quarantine wrong. Something we're doing where we're like, man, this is next time quarantine happens, I will I will make sure I do this differently. Um, so here is, here's my confession, and then we'll get to you guys if you want, if you want to share anything. I've shared a lot about, I can't sleep, I'm gaining weight, I'm not working out, <laughs> I, can't, I need a haircut, I can't look in the mirror, but I have a new one. I think I, I really actually have a new one. And I realized that, um, I have piles of clothes <laughs> randomly throughout the house. And I can't get myself to put them away, and I don't really know why. Usually I'm really good at putting my clothes away. And I just, you know, but when I kind of wear a a rotation of three to four things every day, all of these clothes are just sitting there, and I'm like looking at a pile right now. I can't put these away. I don't know what's wrong with me. And it's in my little office area, and I have these little stashes of clothes all over the place. But ultimately, all I'm wearing is sweatpants and shorts, and I, I, I'm I, doing this wrong. I need to clean up, but I just can't do it because no one's coming over, and there's no reason for me to put that away. Uh, so, I don't know. I can't do it. That's my confession. Anybody else struggling with that, and or do you have a confession?
1: I, I will say I absolutely am struggling with the clothes piles. I currently have a giant mound that uh, I move to my uh, desk chair every night. And then when I wake up, I move it to my bed, and I just keep moving it back and forth. Rather than you moving have, it you have three... a close chair Do you yeah, have yeah. And here? then rather than just moving it three feet to the left in my you know laundry hamper, I just keep moving it back and forth. And I don't know why. <laughs> you
0: have a close chair. Have, <laughs> you ever seen that picture? Do you ever see that picture of Bernie Sanders where he's like watching the election? thing uh on the on the night but in the background there's a chair and it has a pile of clothes somebody was like bernie has a clothes chair
1: that's incredible
0: <laughs> it, when, it actually, is incredible are you kidding me? yeah 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 he just like he's like one of us he has a clothes chair i think it's so funny Ethan, Tristan, you guys have a confession okay wait. Uh, can
3: you guys hear me very well right now
0: yeah, yes 100%. yes i can hear you
3: okay so my my bluetooth earbuds just died so i'm just using my computer i don't know if it sounds that great.
0: That's
3: okay. It sounds great. It's okay. Good. So uh, my confession is I actually recently, I normally, like my room is normally a wreck and I just, I don't know. I never really see a problem with just like taking clothes off and then just like leaving them because it doesn't really bother me that much. But recently I changed that a little bit and I cleaned up my room. But now I think I have every single article of clothing except for the, clothes that I'm wearing right now are every single one of them is dirty. Every single one of them is in my hamper overflowing and I have no other clothes to change into because all of them are disgusting and I just haven't washed any clothes
1: forever. (laughs) So that's awesome. Yeah.
0: You've just hit the end of the line at at this
3: point. You're just looking over the
1: edge going, I'm going to have to do laundry. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) He's just going to have to like lock himself in his room for like five days. <laughs> Go commando. This is what
0: I. This is what I. Yeah. Uh, whenever you guys see me, if you ever see me and I'm like wearing something rather nice, and I'm a little bit, I'm dressed a little nicer than I normally am, and or like I'm dressed nicer than the setting, the context kind of requires. Just know it's because I have no other clothes and I need to do laundry. <laughs> like that's the only reason. If I'm in like a sweater over a collared shirt and like nice slacks. You're just like, you know, like, oh, well, why are you dressed like that for church? You're never dressed like that for church. Oh, it must be laundry time. <laughs> That's exactly what that <laughs> is.
1: Yeah. That, that reminds me of, uh, you told me about, uh, like, when you respond to texts. There's only, like, one time that you respond to texts throughout your day. Oh, bathroom? yeah. Or
2: it's usually, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm in the bathroom. I'm in the bathroom. Oh,
2: my
0: God. Or, or I, I have, like, at night, way at night, like, like wait, I I will I will do that. But like, otherwise not. It's a little different now with quarantine. But when I'm in my rhythm, man, my rhythm is like sacred. I like check the thing. I do this. I do that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Ethan, uh, what do you got? You got uh, a, you have a confession? Well,
2: you know, I do have a confession, but it's not along the lines of clothes or dirty clothes or mounds of clothes or whatever because. I'm more of the type of guy who uh, uh, just, you just can't make me any happier when I just get some clothes out of the dryer and just when it's all warm and stuff you know what I mean and then I you can't just, make like, you any smell. happier
0: So you just like take the clothes out you hold it and you are just that yeah nice.
2: yeah it's just like it's just like you take the clothes out it's warm it smells nice you know like, man life is good. You know what I mean? Life is good, sometimes, man. Sometimes I'll take, you know, those <laughs> like uh, those white, uh, they're like those white cloth things that are supposed to like make your clothes. Soft. The dryer but, sheets. Yeah, the dryer yes. sheets, dude. Sometimes I'll I'll take one, you know, I'll put one in the dryer, but then I'll take one for myself and I'll just like I'll, I'll rub it on my face just because it's just nice. No, technology. no, you won't. Yeah, yeah, genuinely, I actually do it.
1: I have no doubts that Ethan Co does that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, you do you, so. You do this, and you just think to yourself, "Drake and Future were right."
2: Yeah, Drake and life Future were indeed right. There are a lot of things about life that is good, but uh, <laughs> I, I will say the one thing I'm not doing very well though is that I've been staying up way too late playing video games and give, just
0: give us give us an idea.
2: So, like, all right, so genuine night. It's like nine nine thirty. Just got done eating dinner, and then. My guys from school, they're like, yo, let's hop on some, like, Battlefront 2 or Call of Duty Warzone. I'm like, all right, bet. So we'll play from anywhere from, like, 9 to, like, 12, 1230, and then they'll go to bed because they're weak in mind, and I'll, I'll still be up, like, playing Call of Duty whatever. So eventually, <laughs> like, like I'll be playing, and then I'll have some friends online who like, I don't really talk to, but, like, I'm friends with them through the game, and they'll text me and they'll be like, hey, yeah. you want to play? I'm like, Sure. All right, and then 12 becomes 1, 1 becomes 2, 2 oh, becomes man. 30, I totally
1: know that on. feeling.
2: And then we get to like 4.30 to 5, and they're like, I'm oh, tired. My. I'm going to go to bed. And I'm, I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not really tired, but like, I should probably go to bed. And then around that point, I'll just wake up the next morning at like 12 to 2 and then realize that I have just wasted a lot of time playing a video game. That
1: is that that is the, the, incredible. The worst, because like that's happened to me like more times than I can count. And like the absolute worst feeling is when you're like kind of finally getting to the end of your night, and you're like, you know what? Maybe I will go to bed. And you like look out your window, and the sun starts rising, and you're like, yeah. oh my god.
3: The birds start chirping, dude. That's the worst part when you <laughs> yeah, go to bed. Birds start chirping. And all of a sudden, you're like, all right, finally, I can go to sleep. And then the freaking birds start chirping. You're like, I should be awake now. Yeah.
2: It's like when uh when like it's not like it's it's nighttime but you can tell that like it's becoming from a dark gray or black to like yeah. a, like a dark blue a dark blue and then you're like oh my gosh <laughs> it is game over that That's-
1: color change is terrifying <laughs> uh, can we can we
0: circle back though for a second we should move on to the next part of the section of the podcast but I have to bring this up Ethan just said you know I, he said you know I finished dinner around nine nine thirty. Ethan, do you eat dinner that late?
2: Do people not eat
0: dinner that late? What do you
2: mean? Okay, no,
1: this is, eat dinner that this time.
0: Is no, you don't. Yeah,
2: I low. do
1: absolutely, dude. I'll hop out on my grill when it's like dark outside. I'll like yeah. You know, is make it myself. just
0: you, or is your family usually eat that late? My well, the
1: th- like if I'm cooking for my if I'm cooking for my family, I'll cook it earlier because they don't like to wait that late. But like if I'm just doing whatever I want to do, I n- I never eat until like nine o'clock.
0: Okay, okay, so Ethan. Is it just you, or do you? Is your family? Does your family eat that late? My
2: entire family will eat anywhere from eight to nine.
0: Okay, okay, and Tristan. On. What time does your family usually eat dinner?
3: Um. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't even know because I mean I've been waking up at like twelve to two that same area, and so <laughs> breakfast doesn't really exist anymore.
1: No dinner. Dinner.
3: I know. I know. I know. Breakfast. Okay. exist anymore. Lunch is like a three o'clock thing. And then I like continue Feel that. to eat sandwiches like in between like I guess three and like seven and then around like seven thirty eight, then my whole family gets hungry because we all wake up kind of later. And then we all okay. make like a somewhat dinner.
0: Okay, because uh, this is a thing. This is... We, gosh, we got to move on. But uh, this... I remember, I remember the, it was, I I was hanging out. This is like middle school Julio and Jesus. They were hanging around the church a lot and they had never really hung out around white people. Right. And, and like, I've never really hung out with a significant amount of time with, with Latino families at all. And I remember we were in the kitchen area at the church and Julio kind of looks at me really seriously. And he's like, "Cole, I have a question. (laughs) And I was like, I go, what? And he goes, why do white people eat so early for dinner? Yes, that I is I said, exactly what?
2: what I think.
0: Oh my god! Is that is that I I have never noticed this, and it's true. I every fan, white family I know eats around like six to seven, maybe eight. Latest, like five to six. Yeah. Am, yeah. am I wrong about this? It's insane. No, nope, right. Right.
1: absolutely. I think it's. I think it's disgusting as well. Like I, I absolutely. Yeah, I want to like, eat Julio late. Was
0: like Julio's, like like he's like Latino families eat like eight, eight to nine, eight to nine. Like we're we ate, eat so late. Well, we eat normal. You guys eat so early, and I had no clue about that.
2: Here's the thing for me: it's like, especially during a time like now, where you have like a, a like a lot of time to go outside. I will not eat dinner. When there's still daylight out, because I just think that's kind of a waste of time. If you know what I mean? A waste of daylight. Sure. Yeah, that so makes at sense. Least, at least for me, right now. And normally during school too, I won't get home till like because like, of like club practices or basketball or soccer or whatever. So like eight eight thirty or nine. So it's like I, dinner is the last thing that I do every night. If you know what I mean.
0: Yeah oh yeah <clears throat> well it makes sense to me i just have never thought about it until he like he, it was almost like he it was it was like he was just checking on me it's like why why do you do this oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know i i have no idea I, anyways okay let's move on go ahead what are you saying ethan
2: i i was at one of my friend's house like probably about in like seventh or eighth grade in middle school and you know it was like midday and then we got to like five or six and they're like hey ethan we're gonna go get you guys. Let's go get some Chick fil A. I'm like, dude, I'm not hungry right now for sure. <laughs>
3: what would I
0: do this at? Like, <laughs> the sun is still up. We should be playing outside. Yeah. I'll Anyways. Go. All right. So, uh, I have we are gonna move to our last section, which is the one thing we've been thinking about. I've got uh, Jacob, Ethan, Tristan. We have, we've talked about this a little bit. I don't know your answers, but you kind of know the questions I'm going to start. And then what I'm going to do is once I ask the question, I'm going to ask somebody what they think. Okay. And then after that, it's just free for all. You guys can all talk about it. So here we go. This is a, this is big for me. This is a big thing because I think this is, there's a, uh, this is, this is a weird social thing. How old is too old to wear your hat backwards in public? like how old is too old to wear your hat backwards in public? Because here's the deal. Not like when you're working and you got to flip the hat around backwards to like cuz you just need to mix the hat up a little bit, I don't know. But like you're going out with friends and you're like looking in the mirror and your hat's forward and you think to yourself, "I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to flip it backwards to look cooler." How old is too old to do that?
1: Okay, I'm going to say that that like that's got to stop by like 18 or 20 at the most like when you're doing it as a conscious style choice it's it's not okay like past year like pretty much like freshman or like maybe even uh sophomore year of college
0: jacob there are a lot of rich frat kids who would really 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 not like that opinion
1: yeah i know and that's the exact kind of people that i'm thinking about when i say that like i i yeah i don't agree with that but the people that like like you said like kind of do it because like it's functional or like they're doing it for like a specific reason other than style i i don't think there's any limit on that because it's just you know an article of clothing but if you're specifically wearing it backwards because you think it makes you look cool you need to stop
0: but at 17 you're fine but at some point in your senior year at some point in your senior year it should just be like nope you have now graduated past the hat backwards stage no more hats back
1: yes absolutely <laughs>
0: Okay, okay. Uh, Ethan, Tristan, what do you got?
3: I seriously think it's like – I feel like college is – I don't know, after college. But then also – if I feel like there's a little bit of a grace period after college, if a person is balding, you know, if they have like a pre, like an early balding stage or something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. I see that.
3: Like <laughs> but,
0: but, you, you need know? to wear your hat forwards, not backwards.
3: No, but then, and then it's like, it's like, it's chilling, you know, if they're like pre balding, you just feel sympathy for them, you know? And you're like,
1: yeah. No, you, yeah. You get your to there. wear Your
3: hat backwards, you know?
0: Okay. All right. Uh, so you think that when they, when you graduate college, when you walk across that stage and get the diploma, you should also all males should have a hat, and then they forfeit that hat over to the dean of the university, and then you have now no, you are no longer allowed to wear your hat backwards after college, unless you're balding, and then yes. you can do whatever you want because we feel bad.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: Okay, also, nice, Ethan. I've been. I have a feeling, by the way, Ethan's going to have a radically different opinion here.
3: Yeah.
2: I just don't get it, man. I I am I'm mentally distraught right now with this with this this is just the opinions in the question. Like like okay. I've never seen a backwards hat as a crime against fashion like ever. Never once have I seen like like I don't I don't see where people find the problem with that. I think it's more of a it's more of a like you know the style of the person, and they kind of just know that you know I'm either gonna wear a hat or I'm not gonna wear a hat. I'm gonna wear it backwards. I'm gonna wear it forwards. You know, like I look at Capasca, okay. right? I, at- okay. I look at Jacob, and I'm like, he definitely is gonna wear his hat forward. You know.
0: But let's let's talk about let's 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 talk about this though. You you see a 30 year old guy down at like Power and Light.
2: Okay.
0: And he has his hat backwards. Okay. Can he do that?
2: Yes, I mean like. Here's the thing. Okay, I, okay,
0: wait, 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 wait. Forty year old dad, forty year old dad, and he's got like some kids with him. So like, hat backwards.
2: Like, you know, the first person that pops up <laughs> to my mind when you talk about that, it's 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 Pastor Tim. Uh, okay. I can feel like I feel like I feel like he could rock the back of his hat. Honestly, I really do.
0: At, okay, so Tim is shockingly.
3: But he's, he's got a the balding th- grace period.
0: Oh gosh, Tristan!
1: You're right. You're right, Tristan. <laughs>
0: Tristan just Tristan just went there. Uh, but like, like Tim is like shockingly, he looks way younger than he really is. He's he's yeah. over 20. Yeah, yeah but seriously, like, Tim, But like Tim, you, you like if he's just at like a basketball game indoors, hat backwards, you think cool. Yeah,
2: I mean, here's the thing. I feel like it's a, it's definitely like how old do you look? Because like. People young who look pretty young, they're like, yeah, he definitely looks like he could rock the backwards hat, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like as you start to look older, then it's kind of like older older looking people will usually wear their hat forage, you know?
0: Okay, so what age though? Then like 50? I don't
2: know. like
0: 60? Nursing home?
2: Um I I would say about like I would say about like 60-ish because eventually when you get you're get to
1: you totally tripping high, man i'm sorry i'm
2: not dude because you know, you you your you opinion have,
1: is invalid you know, right now
2: you have you have like the war veterans you know who have the the hats from like the war that they served in the they war always war. wear forward they were- oh my god. <laughs> I've never seen them work it backwards. Just, everybody Dude, Ethan above has invoked, in war.
1: Ethan has invoked the troops to, <laughs> to <laughs> help clarify my- his point. <laughs> That's
0: just how I think it is. <laughs> I Ethan, okay. no,
1: your your opinion is invalid now. You got your card revoked, bro. Yeah, <laughs> since we put the troops. Truth- since we've hit the
0: troops, let's move on to a different question. Anybody want to share theirs? Jacob, Tristan, Ethan, go ahead. Anybody can go.
1: Um, I feel like you have a pretty good question.
0: All right, okay, okay. Okay. So um
2: so for people in the KC area and probably in the Midwest, uh, we are pretty aware that there's a lot of chicken, chicken places in our city and uh my question is is uh canes is canes overrated is it underrated but like how does it compare to other chicken places like strouds slim chickens zaxby's strips chick-fil-a like stuff on that level how does it compare because i've always heard that canes is like hands down best chicken place you can ever go to you can't beat their texas toast you can't beat the fries your chicken's really good but it's like are they
1: really that good? That's my question. Okay. Uh, so, okay oh, sorry, go ahead, take it. No, Okay. Good. Um I will say nobody beats strips. I'm sorry. Like I've had I've had pretty much like all of the chicken available in the area and strips is always the one that I'm like I will drive 30 minutes out of my way to get strips rather than like going to Popeyes or Chick-fil-A or strip, or um uh like you said uh Zaxby's or canes or anything like that strips is the one place because not only do they have just the best breading on their chicken it is so so good it's seasoned well it is like crispy just to a good point but they also have like incredible fries great sauces a fantastic pink lemonade i mean like they've got it all like strips has the best chicken and the best overall experience
2: but would you, but how would you rank it among the like, canes?
1: Better. I, I just say like it is better than than anywhere out there
0: Dang. I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Jacob here. I, I think strips is local, and i'm I'm all in on that, and that their chickens not frozen, and you can tell. And I think in terms of canes, strips is my favorite. I think Keynes is wildly overrated. I just straight up do not understand why everyone thinks Keynes is so good. I, I'm I'm struggling to understand what is it that Canes offers that serious and I'm not kidding here. What does Keynes offer that I can't go get at like high V? Exactly. I just yeah, don't know. That's understand
1: true. It. That's true. Okay. Like- so here's my
3: thing. Okay. So Keynes. I'm I'm I still don't have like a Uh, an exact answer on which is the best but i feel like canes i like the way i'd say canes has the best way of cooking chicken in my opinion i really like the way that they cook it and the like the i like the breading of it don't like i don't it's not that i don't like strips but i would say that the the sauce like selection at strips is way better they just simply have more options but then I love the cane sauce. I love the cane sauce. So I do not complain when I go to canes at all because I love like the peppery, like tangy, like cane sauce and the Zaxby's sauce too. It's like kind of the same thing. And so I love both of those places, the way that they cook their chicken and that specific sauce. But if I'm like wanting like a Buffalo and ranch, like combination or like anything, like any other sauce, then it's strips.
1: Well, here's, like another thing. here's another thing about strips is, like, if you go to, like, say, Canes or whatever, right? It's a bunch of people that are working their shift. They don't really want to be there, you know? But if you go to strips, like, I have gone to strips at least probably 10 times this quarantine. And every single time I pull up to the window, they are just bawling out in there. They've got music blasting. They're joking around with each other. Like, they really just, like, they're having a good time, right? They're and that. Yeah, they're just making chicken, doing their thing, and it's great, right? Like no other, no other place that I've seen provides that kind of uh, surrounding vibe, you know.
0: Also, the owner showed up to our church a few times, actually. So that's cool. All
2: right.
0: Yeah, he was there. I but would also, say. but I also say I think the best chicken strips in town, I seriously, it's at Austin's. The charred Austin's, Austin's? chicken strips.
1: They're they all right. Yeah, can, they're pretty good. The
0: they take buffalo sauce. They then deep fry them with the buffalo sauce on. Then they put buffalo sauce on it again, and then they deep fry them again. And I got to tell you, they're insane, and I love them. Plus, I like their Western fries. They're more expensive. It's not fast food, but I love Austin's chicken strips.
2: I will say one thing, though. Uh, I did some very um, in-depth professional research into this, and I found that um, (laughs) there is a – large population of people that I know from Olathe, they all love strips. Like, that is their number one go-to place, is strips. From people in Olathe. And then I'll go over, yeah. and, like I'll ask people from like Blue Valley, I'll be like, hey, where do you like to get chicken? They always say Canes. They always say Canes. Well,
0: that's because Blue Valley is going to eat chain restaurants. That's but, what they're going to do. But
2: then I get to like, I get to pray Village in like that Ward Parkway area. Dude, it is all Chick-fil-A. Only Chick Fil A, literally.
3: That's because they like the Christian
1: chicken, dude. Yeah, yeah, I'll retweet that, Tristan. Yeah, I
0: will say, I will say, in terms of fried chicken, you have Strouds on here. Strouds was, and like Slims is really good. Like those places are good. Like I like a lot of different places. I think Canes is so far down the list. I do not understand what everyone's. I just don't get it. I, I feel like I'm missing something. But you know, maybe I'm wrong. Wow, I think everyone I, 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 is that it.
1: Yeah, I think we all got our thoughts out. Yeah. Okay. Good.
0: Great question. I think chicken strips. You could talk about it all day. You could. But uh, let's let's go to either Jacob or Tristan. What do you got?
1: Um, um I guess. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: N- nope. You go ahead, bro. Oh my
1: god. Okay. Um. So my question uh, is, do we really want things to go back to normal when this is all over? Like, when quarantine's done, like, do we really just want to kind of go back to how things were and, like, just kind of completely turn our backs on, like, this whole experience and everything that we've learned? What have we learned? Well, I don't know. I mean, like think like through quarantine like i've really been enjoying it because i think it's really shown me like how much i appreciate my friends and my relationships with others and how like texting people or playing video games with them or whatever like it just does not compare to seeing them in person and that's something that um i think that i hadn't quite fully understood as much as i thought i did before uh, quarantine?
2: Mm. Uh, I'll say that I would definitely not like turn my back from this one month period because that would just be wasting a month of new learning experiences and everything. But I would definitely enjoy things to go back to normal in the sense that people aren't afraid to see people just because they don't want to get corona um i personally think that like what i've learned so far from this quarantine is like dude my sleep schedule during school like it was even worse than this you know what i mean like i would feel more tired when i wake up for school than i do now and it's like you know i can fix that and i can going into like the next school year i have an opportunity to be like okay i have perspective on what happens when i still have to do school but it's like I can wake up whenever I want and control like how much sleep I get. It's also like I get a perspective on uh, like how much time I have in a day, you know, how much I can do within like the 16 hours I'm awake or whatever, you know. And that's kind of just my biggest takeaway is that I have so much more time than what I think, and it's just like I can go on and just learn from that.
0: That's really, that's good. Yeah. I, I, that's a really good observation. I have more time than what I think I do. That's a, that is a really interesting observation. Tristan, what do you think?
3: Um, personally, I can not wait for this to be over because every single part of my body is needing some type of insane, insane, just, I don't know. I just need to be physically exhausted somehow and I can't. I just can't, I don't, I don't know how I'm, I feel like I'm going crazy. Cause I just feel like I, I don't even know, like I need to, what, oh, actually one thing that I've noticed that I've really missed is almost, I miss being yelled at by a coach to go sprint until I feel like I'm going to puke. Like I miss the physical exhaustion and like the, I don't know, like the, good feeling of like, I actually did something productive after I get home from that. And my body just has no energy left. And I feel like proud, like, Hey, I used all of my energy today. I have nothing else that I could give. And now when I have to depend on myself to tell myself to go out and like do a workout that gets me exhausted or some type of adrenaline seeking thing i don't know it just doesn't i have no idea like i don't even know
0: (laughs) oh yeah dude that i mean i remember playing sports all through high school and college and you just don't realize how much the organized structure of that helps you work out this is why like when athletes get done with Sports after like two years, they all get really fat. <laughs> they just
3: like yeah. they're
0: like, oh, I don't. No one's telling me to do anything. I don't have to show up anywhere. Like, man, this is great. And then like in six months, you lose all of your fitness. It's just all gone.
3: It's yeah, crazy. it's it's painful. Like it. I don't know. It it just it feels. I'm used to. It's almost like I'm used to a certain stimulation of how productive I feel. And now all of a sudden, my constant stimulation of being able to say, I gave it my all today, I don't have the discipline to be able to do the amount of stuff to be able to say that. So when I don't have that structure, I just feel like I'm going insane.
0: Yeah, I got you. I read an article by uh, this guy named Zizek and he said, um, there is no going back to normal. And I thought that was an interesting take, and he kind of wrote a bunch about this. And it did make me wonder to the point, I, you know, I don't know what going back to normal. I don't know what is going to change, but I do have this sense that there is no real going back to normal. We're going to kind of live with this, this constant, uh, you know, awareness that in the fall, this is probably going to come back around and we're going to have to figure out what to do. And whenever there's an I mean whenever there's another disease that shows up somewhere in the world, it's this stuff's gonna come back around. And I I don't know. Like I'm just wondering if at some point we're gonna have to all normalize this. But I don't know if there is any going back to normal. This is weird. This is a weird thing. You know? Like I think this is truly somewhat unique in how the world responded yeah. to this event that happened.
2: I yeah. I feel like I feel like uh one of the biggest standouts that I've gotten, and I've, like, looked some stuff up about this, is, like, out of, like, a large majority of worldwide diseases that have came and shut down on humanity, like, when you hear the term quarantine and when people would be quarantining, they would quarantine the sick people. You know? They would quarantine the sick people away from the healthy people. This is, like, one of the first instances in a long while or maybe ever that we are quarantining even the healthy people along with the sick people. Right, yeah. I feel like it's just – I think that – yeah. I just feel like this is just something that's going to be so completely new to how things are working now because we as humans have never been through a cycle where it's like, yeah, everyone is being locked down in their houses for a month two months or whatever. And it's not just the sick people, it's the healthy people. So it's like, this may become yeah. the new norm if it like, if diseases
0: keep Well, I on. think the reason, as long as the disease though, is like this one where a lot of people are asymptomatic and you can't tell they have it. And, uh, it's, it could be 14 days before you show symptoms yet. You can still be passing it within that 14 days. Right. I think that's why they're there. This quarantine is happening because the nature of the disease is such that uh, you could be passing it and you you just can't tell the difference between someone who's sick and someone who's healthy. And so you could be right now, you can sitting here thinking I'm healthy and have it and be passing it around. So like I something about this disease is very different in our world and how it kind of works and functions. And I don't know, like this is, it's just, this is unique. It's just very, very weird.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'll say that, I I totally wouldn't be against quarantine going um a fair bit longer cuz I've actually really I I've the actually like I'm thriving. Dude, I've really enjoyed this like this kind of small season of my life. Like this has been really good like cuz I don't know ever since I don't know for as my entire high school career, I've always been focused on like graduating early, getting into a job, you know, moving out like all of these like big responsibilities and like trying to tackle them as fast as I could
0: achievement, accomplishment, right?
1: Exactly. And now like with everything that's like been shut down and like, I had to like drop my classes and everything, like there's no way for me to accomplish those things. So I get to kind of like finally just rest a little bit and just kind of have a typical, almost like high schooler experience, I guess, of like not, uh, I don't know, not being so close to my adulthood, you know? And I've really been enjoying just bumming around with friends and, you know, just eating food and watching stupid videos. Like, this has been really, really good for me.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's good. I was kind of like Tristan early on. Man, like, I I just was struggling. Oh, I was too. I was too, for
1: sure. That first week was just killer.
0: And I'm slowly in the past week, especially when school at the end of school and stuff like I'm slowly starting to get into some sort of rhythm it, but it like, it took me forever. Like I was struggling, but before we we're getting a little long, I want to move on to our next question. Uh, Tristan, you have it for us. Can you ask it?
3: Yes, I absolutely can. Okay. So I was thinking, um, like, Oh, it's brought up a ton these days in our, our generation, for so like for honestly obvious reasons there are a lot of things that like a, like the boomer generation did that like set like that we blame their generation for setting up our generation in a bad in a bad light and so i was wondering like it all of a sudden hit me like what is the next generation looking back at what we're doing right now what are they going to look back at us and be like dang like they they really screwed the pooch here like they really set up the world for just like the worst
0: yeah what do you guys think
1: um i think off the top of my head uh yes tiktok that's my entire answer thanks (laughs) cool just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um no but i think uh like which i don't know maybe maybe this isn't quite our generation maybe it's more towards the millennials but either way easy easy (laughs) um but i think a lot of like parents are enrolling their kids in like you know seven extracurriculars and like kids just have no time to do like anything other than activity after activity after activity and i think that um like we're going to fall, like our generation as parents are going to end up following suit and we're going to kind of end up forcing our kids to do just everything. And I think a lot of, I think it's like people of that generation are finally going to start realizing like, you know, maybe like, maybe this isn't like the healthiest option. Maybe like we do just need like time to just like exist, you know, without constantly having to be stimulated, you know?
0: Yeah, Ethan Tristan, what do you think?
2: Um, I don't know. I've thought about this a lot. I'm like, why? Like when the whole generational terms come up with like boomers, uh, Gen X, Gen Y, Gen Z, you know, all those different terminologies that have, have appeared after World War II. I I've thought about it. and I'm like, well. I feel like the people of the future are going to think of us as really stupid because I, I believe personally that <laughs> so we have the boomers and they're on like, I feel like we shift from spectrum to spectrum, you know, we're, I feel like us as humans aren't able to like rest in a middle place, like where we have like moderation and everything. We always have to have so much of one thing and so little over another. So I feel like it's like we had the boomer parents where they're like really hard on their children, you know, like very difficult. And that would raise into like the like the the Gen X and the next generation. And I feel like they raise their kids to be you know, a little softer on them. You know, their their parenting styles are a little softer and that changes the generations that come up afterwards. And I feel like how like me, Tristan, like Jacob's like generation is. We're probably going to teach our kids in different ways from, like, when we were kids, like, we wanted to fill in those spaces where we don't feel, like, accomplished or we didn't feel like we grew in it just because our parents didn't teach us that way.
0: Hmm. Interesting. I think, I don't, I don't really know a good answer. I've been sitting here thinking about, I was delaying asking you guys, so I got some time to answer. Uh, But I think that there is something to, you know, millennials, millennials feel a lot like boomers, except the opposite. We feel like we're creating our own institutions and we're going to, millennials are going to shape the world in the way we kind of want it to be the way boomers did. So we're going to create all this really cool stuff, but then, you know, like TikTok, but then um, we're going to uh, also cause a lot of problems that we're going to have to own later. And hopefully, we're able to own it, unlike some other people. Um, and, but I think for you guys, for your generation, I think there is going to be something to the effect of, man, okay, I have it. This, this is actually kind of hard to say. I hope this makes sense. But I think that the way we treat things online, that I think Gen Z, I think, I think you, guys, you guys have a relationship with the internet that shapes the way you find things that are popular or things that are interesting. And stuff that y- you tend to find interesting often comes from the internet and I think that's going to backfire on you later on. I think that future generations are going to go, yeah, but what do you think? And it's hard for, I think it's hard for young people to generate what they truly think about things because there is a kind of hive mind around the internet that really undercuts the ability for a lot of young people to think for themselves. Okay, <laughs> and, I think, yeah. and I think that that in the long term is going to come back to backfire. So like,
2: so like and,
0: the, yeah.
2: the, the fact based like concepts of the internet no or?
0: it's more it's simple things like i've never seen anything i don't think the world has seen anything like fortnite it just came on and everyone just went left like yeah. boom fortnite and then like it, as soon as it was, it was over it was over and then like pokemon go bam it's a thing and then like minecraft boom it's a thing And it's like these, and these dances and like the dab, like all of these things are these massive, massive hive mind trends that happen. And we, and we joke about them and we reference them and we, and they're like, but they're like these massive cultural movements that as soon as they become hijacked for advertisement purposes, whatever purpose somebody wants. I mean, imagine it being a trend in a, in a, in the, in I I don't know, in some sort of, social movement or something the question i mean are are we really thinking these things or are we just totally following whatever the constant whatever the screen is kind of telling us to do or interacting with even by the way if it's in the negative even if we're like i hate that thing it's still about that thing
2: yeah does that make sense yeah
0: i and i that is that's fairly new to where i don't remember there was stuff growing up that you know, you, when we go to college, you'd meet people from other parts of the state, parts of the U.S., and there's just stuff that, like, music, movies, that just never really made it to Kansas. That you then would discover that because people would just bring it to a place. That localized, uh, you know, natural ground level, word of mouth stuff. That's gone, man. Like that's yeah. just stuff. That stuff does not happen. I, 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 I think that
2: uh, when you're to- what you were talking about it sounds a lot like uh this book that we we're reading in our composition class it's called uh, Fahrenheit 451 it's basically it
0: is, it is somewhat like it is somewhat like that yeah
2: yeah it's like it's like for for people who may not have read it it's pretty much a world where all books and like opinionated knowledge pretty much what it symbolizes has been destroyed in turn for like very new and technologically like advanced forms of entertainment and facts-based knowledge where people don't really have opinions for this for themselves and they just listen to whatever says they're the best or whatever and they just don't have the capacity to form any opinions on their own and it's just like i feel like that could definitely happen if we become such a like a, a technologically based society you know what i mean
0: yeah well, I mean, think about like, I, I, I'm sorry, we're going really late, but this is, this is a great question, Tristan. <laughs> Thank you. But like, uh, think about though, like, you know, I, I'm going to do some housing projects. I'm going to do something with, with a wall in one of our rooms. And, you know, before I would call my father and I would say, Hey dad, how do you do this? And he would just come over and tell me, and he, he would tell me the way he knows to wire this electrical thing. Well, there's multiple ways to do this project. And I would just learn from the way my dad learned or how, you know, this local group, my network of people know how to do something. Yeah. Now, now I go on to YouTube, watch a video that 25 million people have seen and they have seen that one way of doing it. And so like everyone then does it that way. That's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like, that's just like, think about that. Yes. in the, like electrical stuff, but think about it in lo- larger things like. How do I break up with my girlfriend? Well, there's plenty of ways to do this. There are advice you get from your friends and stuff. But a lot of people just go online and search this up. And then there's like some dude who's like 20 and he's like, hey, what's up? I'll tell you how to break up with your girlfriend. And, he and you know, 50 million people watch that video and then like that's how everyone does it. Does, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that's actually something that um, my one of my HVAC professors was telling me last semester was – like it used to be like back in the day with any trade uh, especially like carpentry and stuff like that is that a lot of like carpenters or tradesmen would spend giant portions of their lives like teaching like a maximum of like six or seven apprentices throughout their lifetime right so like they would spend all that time bestowing this knowledge to a very select group of people and now Anybody can just be an apprentice and like anybody can just go online and just look at something. And one craftsman can teach millions and millions of people over the course of a month. Right. So I do think that the internet is, has just, it is really weird how it's, it's a, uh, it changed a lot of stuff like that, like you mentioned.
0: Yeah. Which gives access to a lot of people, which is very cool, but also has this other weird effect where it's like, everything becomes kind of a monolith. There's like one way to do stuff, you know? Yeah. But anyways, Tristan, great question. Do you have any thoughts, Tristan? I don't think you've said anything.
1: Um. Okay. So this is what I think.
0: Tristan has been on mute this whole time and you know, he just like went and made a sandwich.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Um. Okay. So I think that um, like kind of the thing that Ethan said, where I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's going to shift. So I feel like the way that things were taught and the way that the boomer generation, like the baby boomers, the Gen X, and or yeah, Gen X came first, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, no, baby boomers, then Gen X, then millennials, and then well, as the, in like G- yeah, y
3: Gen yeah, I meant like Gen X before Gen Y and Z. That's probably obvious. Alphabetical. Woo. Okay. So. Um, I think that around – I think that, like, the baby boomers, their generation, their mode – or, like, not mode, but, like, their way of respect was not exactly through achievements, but it was, like, for – if you collectively worked for one bigger goal – and I feel like at the time in America, it was fighting – it like – it was serving your time in the military. That's how you gained respect from people. And so your every, almost everything that you were judged by was by the achievements you've done, the work that you've done, how hard you've worked. Um, And I feel like emotional for like, it wasn't as much of a forefront. It was very kind of put aside. It wasn't as thought of. And then I feel like it kind of like Ethan's, like Ethan said, like it drastically switched to the other side because humans need to have one side like full on going while the other side is just almost nothing. We can't really sit in the middle. All of a sudden, like we started switching to very intentionally thinking about like our emotional health. And that is very important. And world peace was more of an importance rather than just I mean, of course, like there's still people that believe that, I don't know, I feel like they're very war ready and like they need to gain respect, but I feel like they maybe were raised by people who were more in that generation, I guess, but I feel like it might switch back almost. I feel like, and I don't think it'll be automatically fighting in wars and serving your time for your country as much. Yeah. I don't think that that might be the main reason of respect or like main way to gain respect, but I feel like there will be something in the future as one collective goal, maybe not your country that you need to work for to be able to get respect. And I feel like now it's become more of like, I feel like we look back on the baby boomers and we're like, Oh, they were super like, like hard headed. They didn't, consider anybody they were like mean I guess and that's like how a lot of people stereotype that entire area and I feel like they're gonna look back now and see the way that we gain respect is how well we can do a freaking TikTok or something stupid and they'll be like oh that generation was weak we need to make up for that and then they're gonna be I feel like it almost might be a tough generation where you need to gain respect and earn your respect earn your stripes from some type of goal that I have no idea what will happen with that.
0: Yeah, I actually read a book about this. I want, this is it reminded me of what you are saying, especially that looping back and circling back around. You know, the greatest generation is that World War II generation that went to war to fight, but they also then dropped the nuclear bomb. <laughs> but they did. They like they would call them the greatest generation. They they lived through the depression. They did the they, they went to World War II, and then the the baby boomers came out of that time where they the baby boomers are all those guys come back and girls come back from war, and then they have. They have children, and the baby boomers are actually the hippies. So you know, like as much as the baby boomers want to say, like, oh, we, you know, we we work really hard, and you know, blah blah blah. You millennials and young people, you don't know how to work. Yeah, okay. They were also the hippies who were doing a bunch of drugs, <laughs> and then, like, and we're like, oh, that's true, you yeah, know. Was, yeah. It so it turns
1: out that they've always been self-centered. Yeah, they just kind of no.
0: Well, not all of them, not all of them, but like that. Okay. Oh, that generation sometimes the story they tell themselves about themselves is not exactly accurate. But then, you know, Gen X comes along, the who are the children of the baby boomers and we're like, "Man, our parents are full of it." <laughs> like and Gen X basically all the baby boomers, you know, went to work and like in the and a lot of the 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 how they call them uh, lock latchkey kids. And so the Gen X kids a lot a lot of them grew up without parents at home. And so they they Gen X they learned to fend for themselves. And so, actually, what's weird about Gen X is we we are we only we've only had one Gen X president, uh, and it was Obama. And you know, there's a lot of people think we might skip an entire generation and go straight to millennial presidents because Gen X just checks out. They're just like, nah, don't care. And a a lot of it is a a response to um, this abandonment where they they're like i can fend for myself it's just me and my family that's what i care about you guys whatever this is stupid does that make sense and so a lot of people yeah. think that millennials come along and millennials might be i say this is this is not me saying this cuz i'm a millennial cuz i'm I, i'm on the line between millennial and gen x but like a lot of millennials come along and c- the climate crisis is is potentially the world war 2 slash um uh world war 2 slash uh, um depression moment and hopefully millennials can step up and really try to do something about that and then from then on it's gen you know gen y gen z or gen z gen whatever it is and each successive generation will in some way repeat the same approach where you have these this high achieving generation the kids of that generation who then carry that on the the punk rock response to that generation, and then the repeat again to the achievement. Does that make sense? Yeah, and then
1: there's my generation where every moment is a depression moment, Cole.
0: <laughs> well, that, that's... That,
2: I know, we use that. <laughs>
1: it's
2: especially true, too, because, like... I mean, if we're gonna be honest, kids are super rebellious. Extremely rebellious. And, like, I think it feeds into more of, like, yeah, like, if if kids are rebellious and a lot of the parents are teaching their kids the same ways, and they, the kids are just not interested. They're just going to go in the opposite direction. And then most yeah. Likely their
0: like the, the one, idea. the generate, the thing I'm, re- I'm worried about is that what you're talking about, Ethan is the, it's the, re- the, not so much the rebellion of like, I'm going to do the opposite of what you do, but I'm going to do it better. But instead it's going to, the word, the kind of rebellion I'm worried about is the the apathy. I don't care, and that that's the response that concerns me. And I see that a little bit, not so much in you guys, but a little bit of the, the kids older than you. Um, there there is a little there is a little apathy of like eh, meh, nah, who cares? And that does concern me a little bit. But I don't know. I have a lot of I genuinely see. Uh, you guys seem to care about things way more than I did. And in some ways that hive mind thing actually works in your favor when it is towards something good, you know, like everybody cares about the climate and that's a thing. And I, I, like, I think that's so good. And it's actually probably going to have to happen in order to fix that problem. Tristan thoughts.
3: Um, I, sorry. Also, I had to switch back to my computer cause I, my earbuds died.
0: Tristan's making a sandwich. Tristan just doesn't want to admit it. He's making a sandwich.
3: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um I don't know. I feel like maybe the spectrum switching could be that rather than like I feel like the majority of the hive mind that has happened so far I feel like it's been not as like Maybe not not as productive, I guess it's not exactly it's more for stuff of like the hive mind is for popularity, I guess, and
0: that's true that's
3: true, but I feel like the spectrum switching could be the hive mind being used for more positive like like the climate change, and that we put it, and I've seen a little bit of that in people like. I don't know, like a lot of, like a couple activists, I mean, I guess like Sean King, like people like him who use constant, like hive mind and like more like something that is seen more often, like on the internet to bring important ideas up more often so that it's on the, it's on the, what's it called? Like on the people's minds. And I feel like that could be the spectrum switching in that. It becomes a little bit more productive that way, but then almost the generation becomes overly productive and they're just entirely achievement drawn. And then it, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I don't have any yeah, no, I, answer I, for my I, own question. But a great,
0: I, question. It was, it was a great question. Uh, I was good. And we have gone over an hour, hands down, the longest podcast we've ever had. (laughs) We're at the beginning, maybe the most nonsensical podcast we've ever had, and somehow ended to be one of the more deep conversations that we've had on the podcast. (laughs) So this has been all over the map. Congratulations, everyone. It's been great. Uh, but It's been good. Uh, I want, if you guys have any last words, actually, I would like a last word. Everyone, one word, and it will be your last word. Uh, We're going to start with Jacob. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Jacob. <laughs> Jacob. i do <don't> <laughs> i didn't want to waste it uh
0: <laughs> what, what's the last word
2: <laughs> one word just one word can we not elaborate just on an it
0: anyone? can we not elaborate okay from here forward last word go
2: oceanographer reddit <laughs> hydrogen
1: Yeah, okay, stay hydrated everybody. <laughs> I was just looking at a hydrogen peroxide box. That's not That's not